You ready for some real talk? As the market contracts, we have to get more and more focused on sales, sales conversions. And if we're going to be doing that, we need to look at the process of sales. If you're listening to this podcast, I know that you're a heavy operator. You think in logic, you think analytically and methodically. Because of that, I want you to know about Sales Hub from HubSpot. It's an all-in-one platform that is designed beautifully. This tool is a dream, not only for the seller, the person who's having these conversations, but also for you as the operator. It is organized. It's going to sort everything in a beautiful pipeline. You're going to be able to create reminders and you can manage leads. Here's the thing that I love. It automates the outreach. And from an ops perspective, it's powered by AI. So the teams that are in here are going to spend much less time on tedious and time-consuming tasks. And to me, that means productivity, which we all love. You can try Sales Hub for free by going to hubspot.com slash sales and get started today. This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back to episode number 238 of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am your host, Natalie Gingrich, and I'm fired up to be here with you today. I'm talking about a topic that has come up inside of our community, and I wanted to share the thoughts that I have on this question with all of you in hopes that it helps you to take action now to get more clear in what action to take and also to give you kind of a sneak peek or behind the scenes of the way that my brain is working through some of the challenges that we're seeing today. But before I dive into that topic, I want to invite you all to the OBM to DOO podcast series. It's a series that will help anyone who's interested in becoming a director of operations to better understand what DOOs do. And also, if you've got any experience as an OBM or even as a VA, and you're contemplating what path to take, this is going to be a series that's going to be super beneficial for you. It is six very short episodes. It's much shorter than our weekly episodes here on the Ops Authority podcast. So I invite you to check it out. Head over to obm2doo.com and listen in today. Alrighty, I titled this episode, Do This If You Need Clients Now. So we have several Facebook groups and obviously communities where we are able to hear kind of the rumblings and the grumblings of what's happening in the market. Now, I keep a really close eye on the economy and what's happening there. Of course, I'm running a business. I'm in partnership with other friends and am mentoring others. I am in mastermind groups. So of course, I've got my ear to the ground. But what I am sharing with you today is more about how to help and to navigate the question of 
the market is changing and I need clients now. Like, what do I do to get clients in the door now? So today's podcast is going to answer just that, but it's going to be answered from my perspective. And so I didn't want to come on here and give you a long list of 15 things that you can do today to get your next client. That would make a fabulous opt-in. But what happens when we get a long list of things to do? I, at least for me, I look at it and I think, oh, that's too much. That's, I don't have time for that. No, this, that's not like me. So what I wanted to do was just kind of share if I were in your shoes, exactly what I would be doing. My hope is at the end of this, you can take one thing, just take one thing from what I'm going to share today and put it into action. Commit to it for 30 days and see what happens. If you want to take on more than one action, fabulous, but at least commit to one. So here's what we know. The market is definitely changing. And guess what? The market will always change. It has always changed. I am old enough to remember the 2008 recession as well as I recall the ups and downs of the recent, you know, COVID pandemic. Both had serious implications on business, on the workforce and consumer decisions. In 2008, I was just starting in corporate America and not just starting. I guess I'd been at this company for about 5 years now, but it was my first like grown-up corporate job and the way that the recession hit us, I was really for the first time starting to see business leaders navigate this and think about this much bigger than themselves. It was the first time in my life where I actually felt the trickle down of what the economy was doing, right? So, you know, the cost of homes had changed and interest rates had, I mean, there were so many things like it was my economic lesson. Yes, I took economics in college, but nothing makes it more practical than when you're going through it. But that's just my personal example. You may not be old enough to even know or have any memory of what the 2008 recession felt like, but I bet you have a pretty good understanding of the COVID pandemic. And so the first one to two years of the pandemic, we were at a new place and that brought a lot of influx, a lot of change, right? Everyone was leaving their brick and mortars and corporate buildings and were moving into their homes. And quickly, to keep the economy going, those landscapes had to change very quickly to figure out how they could continue to meet customer demand and to continue to work and to stay in motion. And so businesses got creative with how to work at home. It also I'm not telling you guys anything you don't know, but it also opened up the eyes of our labor in our workforce and being at home, starting to think of, wow, I can do this really differently. So we saw lots of growth and change in business. We saw businesses close, but we saw a lot of small businesses open and get established during those two years. Frankly, our perspective, my perspective from the workforce as, as being an employer is we saw lots and lots of people dedicate themselves to gaining skills very quickly so that they could in turn create their own business or up-level their career. It was a great time for learning and development. So definitely grateful for the boom of 2000 to about 2022. And now we're all kind of figuring out our new groove. What we are experiencing today is the new norm. I don't come here to be a bummer and to tell you that this is what business is really like. If you entered business and experienced the highs of 2020 to 2022, 
I'm just telling you that is not common. You're not going to see that a whole lot in your lifetime. So where we're at today is the new norm. And we've got to acclimate. If you want to stay in the game, we have to acclimate. I'm doing it. My peers are doing it. You're going to have to do the same too. So in the end, business is different. Services are changing. Offers are being adjusted. Prices are going up. We know that from a consumer perspective. And people are innovating. And guess what else? This is the good news. Small businesses continue to be created. I know it feels like things are shutting down, et cetera, et cetera. That feels like doom and gloom. But here, I've got some great statistics. And I see this. I know this. But I want you to believe this as well. Last year, 2023, 5.5 million business applications were filed. Of those 5.5 million applications, 1.8 million of those plan to hire employees. So yeah, 5.5 feels like such a big number. It almost feels untouchable. Like we cannot even realize that. I mean, there are 331 or about that million people that reside in the United States. And by the way, those numbers I just shared are looking at US stats. So not world stats. These are US stats. But if you think 331 million people live in the U.S. and 5.5 million businesses were applied for, this means, when I say applied for, this means that that's how many people registered for an EIN number, basically solidifying your business. The number I want you to hang on to is the 1.8 million. 1.8 million businesses that started only in 2023 plan to hire employees plan to hire labor. Another really cool stat that I was able to pull from the Small Business Administration was that 1.1 million new jobs will be created in the professional and business services category. Ladies, we've got plenty of work out there. Yes, it's changing. Yes, the opportunities seem to be packaged really differently than how they were in the past. But we've got plenty of opportunity, and I hope that these stats are encouraging you to continue to stay on a path or evaluate the path ahead of you and create some really clear action items. Since joining the HubSpot Podcast Network, I have challenged myself to listen to a new podcast every single month. So I'm going to challenge you to do the exact same thing. And the one that I'm recommending is The Science of Scaling. One of the episodes I recently listened to was with Elisa Rosenthal, who is the head of sales for OpenAI, a tool we all are likely using. And I thought it was a really cool behind the scenes look at how she got the job, how she builds her team, and of course, lots of other operational goodness that I think you're really going to enjoy. So Take a listen to The Science of Scaling wherever you listen to your podcast. One of the biggest goals in small business, and you probably heard this, is to make it past the five-year mark. For lots of reasons, businesses drop off after the first year, the third year, and the fifth year. So if there is a stat that says 50% of businesses make it past the fifth year. So I know when I was getting started in business, that was one of my drivers. I was like, I'm going to make it past this five-year mark. So if that is something that we strive to do, then the company is always going to be looking at scaling, looking at optimizing scaling and getting past that point. And that's exactly how you do it. 
So this means that all eyes are on operations. Yes, we know you've heard it here on this podcast. You've got two sides of business. You've got the front side and the back side, the front side being marketing, the back side being operations. You cannot have an eye on only one of those to make it past the five-year mark. Lots of businesses start putting lots of effort and dedicating resources in the marketing or the front side of business. But as soon as they start to have any trajectory and any growth, they quickly start to balance that out by focusing on the back side. So I'm telling you all of this to reassure you that your gifts and your skills and operations have a place. They will forever have a place as long as we have an economy, whether you're in the US, North America, South America, the Middle East, it doesn't matter. There is commerce happening everywhere. And as long as that exists, you are going to have a place. Now, the thing that is changing is how do you get in front of these people? How do you meet them where they are? We're going to talk about that today. So the good news is all the stats that I shared with you. The hard news is that there's a shift in work opportunities and more so for service providers who own businesses. So you've got a skill, a craft, a passion, expertise, and you use that to sell to other businesses. That's called, that's what we call a service provider. So yes, there is a shift in work opportunities. And with the grumblings and the desperation of trying to find clients, I wanted to take some time today to share my thoughts on what I would do if I were in your shoes and I needed clients now or yesterday. This would be my approach in 2024. And I say, I caveat this by saying 2024 because here's the deal. This might have been different in 2020. I know it would have been different in 2022. So, you know, this is what I would do in 2024. I, first of all, would look to serve a less volatile market. When I looked at the stats earlier, I pulled the healthiest markets right now in this economy to bubble up to the top. Education continues to grow as well as health. So the medical and health field, along with education, are the strongest markets right now. I don't mean to represent those as the only growing markets, but those are the strongest. So I would look to see within those two different areas, and there's a ton of subsets underneath there, but underneath those two, what are some areas that I would have interest in? And then what can you do to serve that audience? You already know what you're gifted in. You know what lights you up. Now you know these two markets that need it. How could you serve them? I would also look local. So if you started your business in the past couple of years and you experienced the boom that I was talking about earlier of the pandemic or the COVID market where lots of people were at home starting online businesses and you had possibly been focusing and serving coaches, consultants, and digital product companies, those are some of the most unstable businesses today. So The same skills that you used back then can definitely serve local businesses. And I'm seeing some people just stay really glued and attached to a market that used to serve them. If that market isn't healthy, you need to expand. Well, I definitely know it's not your skills that aren't wanted or aren't needed. It's the fact that maybe the industry that you have become comfortable in is no longer stable. So now you expand. You look to see how you can serve other markets. So look for a less volatile market. I would certainly look local and see how you can serve a local market today. 
I would also create goals and processes so that I could get a minimum, a minimum of three calls. I would stretch that to five if I could, but start at a minimum of three. And this is probably the most important piece here, but I'm going to leave it up to you to pick the one that makes the most sense. But create some structure. Somehow you need to figure out how to get three calls or touch points on the calendar every single week with the sole purpose of discussing work. This may look like a coffee chat. It may look like a discovery call. You're going to want to make connections with prospects or referrals, and that would be my focus. The other thing, do not forget, we talked about local a second ago. Local networking events have been extremely effective for my DOO community. They're coming in talking about the local work that they are able to get, and it typically starts at either personal connections that you have or going to these networking events. Networking events have been paying off in spades for this community. It's not one person. It's not two people. It's a lot of people getting good, solid new work from going and attending local networking events. And as a perk, they are reporting earning more than they have ever earned because your local folks have different kind of budgets than possibly your online businesses. So that's just an extra perk to throw in there, hopefully to get you motivated to network locally. Since we're on the topic of doing local networking, one thing I hear a lot of times is I just don't seem to resonate. When I talk to people, they don't understand what I do or I'm not able to clearly articulate it. And we do a lot of coaching around that inside of our community. Here's one thing. The more face-to-face networking events you do, and even coffee chats, the more of those you do, the better you will get at communicating, at effectively communicating what it is that you do, the benefits that you bring, and why you are in business. So repetition is everything. I also see that this is a great opportunity when you do this in repetition, you'll find out what you need to do. Sometimes it's creating a process so you can you know, communicate more concisely, but that's a whole different podcast episode. Before I close this up, I want to come back to where I started. Do whatever it takes. Create goals and processes. Create a tracking system, whatever it needs to be. But I want you to strive to get a minimum of three calls booked or three touch points every single week on your calendar. That should be your number one goal as a service provider. Another thing I would do is I would reach out to former clients. This has been very effective for our community and I would certainly do the same. You already have a connection with them. They know you, they know your quality. You can reach out to them. Let them know what you're up to today. Since you know what their business does, you can shortcut this or fast track this and let them know how your services could complement their stage of business, what they're trying to do in business, what their goals are. Make it a no-brainer. And if all else fails, you have opened up another connection that has probably gone dormant over time And in the least, you can ask them for a referral if they don't have a need for your service right now. Every business owner knows another business owner. From an offer perspective, companies are wanting more skill and less people to manage. This is called lean teams, and that's what people want. What does this mean for you? It means that retainer offers. Retainer just means an ongoing recurring offer where you stay part of the company every single month. So you're really focusing on a general and holistic approach rather than owning just one discipline. The done-for-you way is very attractive right now. And this doesn't mean that you have to compromise your specialties or that you don't have any boundaries, right? 
for me, this would look like being a director of operations, not having any influence on the marketing side of business. I would still not be doing any implementation and I still wouldn't even be doing any implementation on the operations side. So a director of operations serving holistically over the backside of business and being a strategic partner to the CEO. Strategy still sells. It's the thing that leaders desire most. I'm just not seeing people investing in strategy alone. That's why I mean a done for you, a more holistic retainer offer in the operational space is what is moving in the market space right now for service providers. As we're wrapping up, I wanted to share something that an alumni from our DO program reminded me of. She said that the past few years, service providers came into business despite being qualified. When we were seeing the 20, you know, the COVID or the the pandemic influx of service providers, she's right. They came in in groves. You could stand up a business very, very simply without being qualified. I want to quote what she shared. As the market recalibrates, many of these service providers are going to fall away, allowing those who remain in the game to capture a larger market share. We have the competitive advantage of being certified, qualified, and actually passionate about what we do. She shared that inside of our alumni community, encouraging people on this exact same topic of how to get clients. She's had a lot of success and she's even selling to corporate now, which is not something that she did in the past. So this podcast is all about my perspective on what I would do. And to recap that really quick, I want to tell you, I would look at a less volatile market, looking at those thriving markets now, possibly the medical and the education, but there are plenty others out there. I would look local. I would create goals and processes to get a minimum of three calls on my calendar every single week. I would attend local networking events and I would reach out to former clients. I would relook at my offer and make sure that my offer is going to resonate with the state of the economy now. I believe that that's a more holistic offer and coming in from a retainer perspective. I can't end this episode without giving a little bit of real talk for you. If all of this is so challenging that it's taking the joy away from you, if all of this is so cumbersome that you're contemplating, you know what, I don't want to go after and look for clients anymore. That is absolutely fair. It happens. And I want to tell you, the job market for employees has not been this strong in a very, very long time. So if securing clients is something that exhausts you, don't forget that there's a lot of employment opportunities, even remote opportunities that are available to you. And that has many, many perks. Obviously, the perks are the stability in your income. You're not looking for clients. You're serving one client. So you're dedicated and you have a clear check-in and possibly check-out time. That's not always the case, depending on the level in which you come in. But the job market is thriving right now. Alrighty, ladies, thank you all for hanging out with me today. I hope that this helps you to take action. Like I mentioned at the beginning, I want you to take just one of these suggestions that I have for you. Drop that inside of our community. That's the Ops Activity of the Week. Head over to opsinsiders.com. That's our private Facebook community. And I want you to answer that question. Of the options that I shared with you today, what is the one thing that you're going to commit to for the next 30 days to secure new clients? One thing you absolutely cannot do 
and I am seeing people do this, is sit in this place of inaction. Inaction will not breed success. Action creates confidence. Confidence creates cash. That's a statement I come back to over and over and over. Alrighty, friends, do these things to get clients now. I'll be back here next week with another episode. Have a fabulous week. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.